Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. Hello, horny babies. Thank you so much for joining us on Mike Check with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos, and you are... I'm Cameron James, and this is the only show in the world where two comedians yes. watch the entire filmography of Mike Myers. For what reason, Lex? To check if they are good or not. That's it. That's... One episode at a time. That's our mission. We're trying to find out who Mike really is. Who is this guy? Who is he as an artist? Who is he as a bloke? What makes him tick? What makes him Horny baby <laughs> is what we're trying to do. We're trying to find out if Mike is still horny. Where is he? Why is he not on our screens? And this week we've got a real con- conundrum. I'm going to say something conundrum. strange. Okay. This is our first voyage into the true unknown territories of Mike. That's right. So when you think of Mike Myers, you probably think of the international man Oh, mystery. Yes, you're thinking about him. You're thinking about Shrek. You're thinking, you're about, thinking about Linda Richmond, uh, Lothar of the Hill People. Wayne. You're thinking about just all the classic characters. One person you're probably not thinking of is, is Pete. <laughs> Pete is Pete. Pete from Pete's Media. What's Pete's Media? We don't know. We this, don't know. This is the one movie we absolutely know nothing about from Mike Myers. All I know is that it's an Irish drama. And he plays an ex-junkie in it. Called Pete. Called Pete. And right now, we will, right now, we are living in a world we have not seen this movie. We're going to... We want to... This is pre-PM. We want to capture our last moments of pre-PM before the show. And then we're going to watch the movie and get into it. And we're joined today by a wonderful actor in her own right. Uh, one of the great sketch performers of this day and age, I would say. I sounded sarcastic then, but I truly believe it. You sounded really sarcastic. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It was I'm actually really, really rude. Dude, I'm so sorry. You're sweating. Yeah, I'm, really, go. I'm actually really warm right now. I'm very sweaty. <laughs> and I don't know how to control any of my emotions because I just feel very, I feel very dude, exposed. Are you, are you coming down? I think... Um, Did you try junk before we dude, watched this movie just so you can relate to Pete? I want to be like Mike, dude. That's and he's true. an ex-junkie, so the only way I can become an ex-junkie is to really shoot it up one time <laughs> and then just get over it. All right, continue introducing it. A really great person, Laura Hughes. <laughs> yeah, Laura, thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, uh, thanks. We're very excited I'm to excited have you to here. Now, here. let me ask you a quick question. <laughs> it's yes, not, are you it's, horny? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just, the answer is but yes. But thanks for okay. preempting it. All right. <laughs> 
What's your relationship like with Mike? Myers. Oh, okay. Um, I I was thinking about another mic, um, but I'm back on track. Oh, let's now. go back to the original mic. Which mic were you thinking oh, of? I hate him. Yeah, not a no. Point. Just Mike. He lives next door. Who is this guy? <laughs> What's his freaking oh, problem? He's such an asshole. Really? He always complains. He's like you're too loud. Anyway, but Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah. You don't love live next door him. him. No, okay. no. I never met him. But you love him. Love him. That's huge. Yeah. That's a huge commitment. Yeah. Well. Have you guys said it yet? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Um, in letters uh, <laughs> and videos, but he hasn't said it back, so I'm feeling yeah. he's withholding. Feeling, yeah, mm. you've always been vulnerable. attracted to unavailable men, <laughs> haven't you? I've found yeah. Mike next door, Mike Myers, <laughs> Alexi, and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a commitment yeah. together. We have a podcast, so yeah. nothing can come between us. Nothing. Yeah. Well. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So you're you're a very accomplished actor. Has Mike influenced you in any way? You can um, say no, but I would prefer it if you said no, yes. And I mean, then I grew up watching him. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Just how like stupid. I love Wayne's World. It's so dumb. Yeah. So good. And that is just my type of comedy. Yeah, it's perfect. Just the dumber Look, I'm the better. A, I'm a Wayneyak. I don't know if you're a Wayneyak. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You're a I am a Wayneyak. And I think I don't know if this is. For, I'm just making this up or not, but you mm-hmm. and Mike may be alum. You guys may have studied improv at the same schools in the past. Did we? Maybe. I think so. Did he go to Groundlings? Did he? I, I think he went to Second know. City. Oh, right. Okay. So sorry. Sorry. sorry he's no. a rival of yours. Yeah. yeah. Maybe well, that's why, you, you know. Maybe I should go to Second City. Maybe you should. Did just he go get... to Second City? He, Second City, I think so. Groundlings. I can't remember. So sorry. I don't we know much about the guy. Don't yeah. know yeah. much about him. I've never seen any of his movies, um, except for Pete's Media. That's the only one I've seen. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. Much. I think um, we're all very nervous because we have not seen this movie. And this is like the one year where Mike kind of turned to drama. He did 54, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this film in the same year. Both, like, it's. I can't imagine it. I imagine that his agent said, Mike, you got a lot of heat. Mm. Spy Who Shagged Me was huge. That hasn't happened yet. Okay. Austin Powers was huge. Yeah. People love you. They're on the mic train. We think you could Bill Murray this thing. Take a big risk. And Mm. you could go for the fences and you could be an Academy Award winner. Yeah. Imagine this, Mike. Academy Award winner, Mike Myers. And he would have just gone... Groovy baby. Yeah, this is my He's bag. like, I'm not even going to read the script. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'll do it. I'll play Steve Rubell in 54. I'll play Pete. whoever the fuck. Pete. <laughs> I'll, I'll play Pete. Pete who gives a shit in yeah. fucking Pete's media, which I should stop shitting on because I haven't seen it yet. It might be a great movie. That's, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm anticipating big things. Really? So, yeah. What, what do you want to see from this movie? What do you want? I want... Tears. Yep. I yes. want a breakdown. Wow, wow. Yeah. I no. want some heavy drinking and some glass smashing, and I don't care what type of glass. Do you think, because this <gasps> is, all we know is that this is a... Um, <laughs> You're a maniac. But, dude, but what if it's, what if it's stained dude, glass? what if it's like Swarovski diamond glass? <laughs> I don't care. Oh, oh my God, dude. I want dude. it smashed. What if it's safety in glass? In a rage. <laughs> I'm not into it. Yeah, no, yeah. am I. I don't want those pebbles. Yeah. Um, I reckon I want, because he's playing an ex-junkie, I want a scene where he has a dark night of the soul and he nearly turns back to drugs. Yes. Or he does. <laughs> I want to see him die in this movie because what? I don't think Mike has ever died in a film. <laughs> I just want to see him do a death scene, what yes. that's like. 
And I want it to go for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, like you got some powers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want that. I want the movie to turn and be a comedy again yes. just for that moment. I want him to play multiple roles. <laughs> yeah. I just want one yeah. gifable moment, dude. That's all I want. Just one <laughs> gift from this movie where Mike's got a freaking needle dangling out of his eye or oh. something like oh, that. And yeah. I want a visit from God. As well, oh, at yes. some point, oh, yeah. I want God to come down and talk to me. And him. God is played by Lorne Michaels, of all people. <laughs> the one true daddy of Austin Powers himself. Well, I'm really nervous. I think we should just watch it. Yeah. And then we'll come back and have a great chat about it. Oh, guys, really? You I'm look so, so upset. I'm also just sweaty. It's like a bit of a humid day. So there's a little bit of sweat that went into my eye. So it looks like I'm crying, but I'm not. <laughs> so just to let you guys know If you think I'm crying I'm actually not crying Everything's fine at home And I just got this sweat <laughs> in my eye okay. So ladies and gentlemen We're going to watch Pete's Media right now Woo! And uh, don't worry You don't have to listen to us watch it We're going to cut that part <laughs> yeah, out yeah. We're going to cut that part out And we're going to come straight back in With our fresh take on Pete's Media <laughs> <laughs> Peter's Media Why isn't it called Peter's Media by the way Anyway bye guys see you in a minute Well There is literally no trailer For the film Pete's Meteor There's no trailer at all So I'm going to take this minute just to remind You guys that on the 9th of November At 8.30pm Cameron and I are hosting A screening of Wayne's World At the Golden Age Cinema In Surrey Hills in Sydney so the 9th of November at 8.30pm that's a Wednesday night in a couple of weeks pick up some tickets online at algoldenage.com.au and come hang out with us it's gonna, you're going to get to see what we look like watching a Mike Myers movie and it's one of the great ones we'll see you there enjoy the rest of the podcast Pete is a streetwise ex-junkie running from the mob. After his two best friends die, he feels obligated to help raise their three kids who now live with their grandmother, played by Brenda Fricker. When a meteorite crashes into the kids' backyard, they believe that it was sent by their parents and go to dangerous lengths to recover it from the wealthy scientist who who carted it away. Their lives converge (laughs) in this funny, (laughs) thrilling, and bittersweet film, which teaches us that sometimes the most precious things in life can be found in your own backyard. That Mm. is the plot synopsis as supplied by iTunes. And, um... And we- that's all we have to say, and that is <laughs> that is the end of the episode, unfortunately. Yeah, we checked it. It's uh it exists. It's, it is. <laughs> I think we are all we are all angry at I people. I would say we're reeling. Yeah, we we're all reeling. angry. Look, I loved it. Really? No. Okay. Oh, that was a good prank. <laughs> you fished me in, dude. <laughs> that was um uh, do you know what the tagline is? Do you believe in miracles? That's the tagline. Oh. And I now do not. <laughs> I now know for a fact there is no God. Guys, this is seriously one of, not just the worst Mike Myers movie I've ever seen. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh. And Mike is really. Oh, Vanilla. God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Mike stinks in this movie. <laughs> He's really bad. So far, all the movies I've at least loved Mike in. I've liked all the movies we've done so far in a way. And this really makes me feel. Horrendous baby. 
I really feel worse. I feel worse. I feel anxious. I feel scared after watching this movie. I don't. I don't know if I think he's as bad as you guys were saying throughout the film. I mean, he's what? not. Look, he's not. He's not amazing, but he's still watchable. No, right? look. Sometimes directors call actors meat props, yeah. and I really think he took that on as a note oh, and boy. decided to just. Play a couch that talked. Yeah, sometimes. he did look oh, a bit boy. like furniture. Yeah, that leather jacket was. Yeah, look, he here's the thing. Did not it's make a, me horny. Baby. It's a dramatic. <laughs> it's a dramatic role. Now you, you, uh, you've raised a very good point. It's something that I wanted to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we've gotten around to it. Mm. Uh, did anything in this film make you horny, baby? <laughs> um. Yes, the really? gran. gran. She she got wild when she drank. Yes, she yep. would pass yes. out on graves. She yes. passed out <laughs> on her daughter's grave. <laughs> on her daughter's grave. Yep, bedroom floor. Bedroom floor. Um, Kitchen. she got a bit sexy in a phone booth talking mm-hmm. to no one. Mm-hmm. That made me a bit horny. I thought she was going to root the cop. Yeah, there was yeah. a good sexy scene. Oh, not sexy, just. <laughs> it it seemed like it was going to go sexy, but then it just kind of became nothing. Yeah, it was is... a it was a flaccid penis. Yeah, <laughs> this movie yeah. is so made me so unhorny. I forgot what an erection feels like. I forgot what it, I just remember. Like, oh yeah, I've got a penis. I forgot about it until just now. Because this <laughs> movie made you so asexual. dull. It's so dull that I feel. Just negative. Did you get any horniness? Not at all. None. I can safely say I'd never got horny during this movie. Well, what about I you? Never you guys. look like you got horny. Listen, there's a scene early on where Mike, and I refuse to call him Pete, <laughs> where Mike is in bed with his blonde girlfriend, oh, yeah. and he, she says something like, do you really have to go away now, Peter? And he says... Camera one, camera two, and he does... He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. But it's shot in the same (laughs) way. It's shot like the scene from Wayne's World, and he throws the covers over both of them, and you hear smoochy noises. And i I got to admit, i got a little... Are you serious? Turge. You got turgids? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. This movie is turd shit. (laughs) This movie is so bad. I can't even explain how bad it feels... Everything is wrong with this movie. I don't. Wait, should we? Let's just talk about Mike for a bit, and then we'll get into the plot because I don't think anyone should ever see this film, and no. um, it's uh, insane. Look, if you hate yourself <laughs> and you want to waste your time, then see it. I think that's our demo: is people that hate themselves that want to waste their time. So that's they why they're to listening a, to a podcast this. early about Mike Myers. <laughs> So horny babies, this is for you. No, our horny babies love life because Mike generally loves life. And I think that's Mm. the problem with this film Mm. is that he's playing a character who is so bereft of joy. Yes. And as a result, because he, this is actually his first dramatic role. It was shot before 54 in 1998. Um, He's not good at it yet. So he doesn't know how to be charismatic and serious serious Mm. at the same time. Or have any life. He has none. Like, he's just like... I mean, I could watch him because I I kept going, that's Wayne. That's Mike. Yeah. Like, that's Austin. But you you did get up and start pacing. I did pace the room (laughs) on three separate occasions (laughs) because 
I couldn't handle it um, because there was one time where we swore the movie was ending and yep. then we checked and there were 50 minutes left. <laughs> we did that a few times and I just had this horrible <laughs> feeling in my gut that the next time we would check there would be more time at it. Like that the, the DVD just caught up. At one point I didn't know if it was ever going to end. <laughs> oh, we, this movie made me feel really sick. I feel really ill. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to be the same. Because just watching Mike in this movie, because he feels like the epitome of depression in this movie because he it looks because we know what he's like we know that he's a goofy guy and can be very silly and that causes us to feel joy and, and he's not letting horny. us and, and horniness <laughs> and it's not he's not letting us have that and that made me feel sad and because he the way that he was looking he the way that he acted in this movie, and it's not exactly his fault, but the eye lines were all off in this movie, and it made me feel like that um, it's epitome of depression because he had trouble connecting with people. He just felt empty, and he just felt like some of his moves were exaggerated. Like when you have really bad depression, you don't want to let people on, so you try a little bit hard like with the way you move around, and that's what it felt like this whole time. He did have one magic kick, though. He kicked a soccer ball, and it went. Listen, uh, what the fuck was that? Part. I forgot about that. That was my about. favorite part. I was like, this is going to get magical. Yeah. The meteor has caused some weird like everyone has energy now. shift. Yeah. In like this, chronicle. Like, yeah. Yeah, so but the, I think I was just trying to create storylines. Oh, no, you're not wrong because there was a weird music cue. Like a, a soccer ball just bounces up to him on the street and he mm-hmm. boots it. He looks and, and there's no one. There's no yeah. one there who kicked it to him. And then he boots it and it goes probably, I'm going to say, the length of Ireland. It goes yeah. very far and it moves very slowly and then turns a corner at a point where it would be impossible for him to put a curve in that kick. And uh, and the music goes like... Like kind of spooky Like wow There's magic in this movie But then yeah. nothing like that Ever happens again Oh, oh sorry no. I'm wrong There are it a few other <laughs> Magical realist moments So I, yeah This movie is It's I'm trying to find this film It feels like That kind of Oscar Beatty Oh not even Oscar Beatty It just not feels even. like A really boring movie That has a few Magical realist touches And that's kind of Where they got the idea from Was like let's. There's a lot of magic In Ireland and we've got to bring that to life. I don't know. It feels like it would have been a festival bait more than an Oscar bait. Like the kind of thing that they would have been trying to get screened at like a like an indie festival or like a Sundance or a, something like it that. Fe- it, yeah, it feels like a first draft. The mm. guy was like, maybe I'll write a film. Hmm. He did it. He was like, got Mike Myers at a point where he'd never done a drama. Hmm. Yep. And he was so, no one was offering him any dramas. And he's like, I've never been to Ireland. Hmm. So that's exciting. It's close to Scotland, which I love. Yeah. So I will just do it. I'll go over there. While I'm there, I'll visit Scotland. I'll do some research. For Shrek for one Shrek. day. Or Mr. Fat Bastard. <laughs> yeah, or Fat Guy. Because um, the, the connection, the Mike connection here is Brenda Fricker. So they mm-hmm. had done a film a few years earlier together. They had played uh, uh, son and mother. And husband and wife in, in Oedipus. Yeah, in a very Oedipal film. In so very, I married an axe murderer. Yeah. So he plays... He's the normal Mike character that's kind of 
the, probably the closest performance they has to this film is in Selmade and Axe where it's kind of like a naturalistic performance for the most part. But he also plays his own father, who's like a cranky Scottish guy. And Brenda Fricker is his with mum. normal skin. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, well, it's not that normal. It's quite weird and look, weird looking, very scaly looking. <laughs> and um, so that's a weird, that was a weird relationship to see again because they share a lot of screen time in this film. And all I could think was that they're going to mac out. There's some tension there. And you were left disappointed by that. Yes. Oh, that's why you never got horny. I think so, because I was so close at the start of the movie. You've seen the chemistry that Mike has with Brenda as husband and wife, Mm -hmm. and you wanted to see it happen again. You wanted to see them kiss and feel that connection you felt to Axe Murder. Um, yeah, I guess. I was looking for something. You're just looking for anything. I was looking for something in this movie, and it didn't deliver. Because there's no. This, the script doesn't exist for this film is I, what I think every line felt improvised yeah. and not in a good way where it's like oh wow like these guys are just living in these characters it just looked like they were like oh shit I have to fucking say something because we're being filmed right now and a lot of scenes like had no point mm-hmm. there was like the scene where he was trying to start the car and then it just drove off with the kids in it and I was like what is the point of that scene or the kid would run away from home and we go, oh, something's going to happen. And then the next scene would just be him in his bedroom again. Yeah, like, or his pipe. Or, or his pipe. <laughs> hey, now I've got to ask yeah. you a question. So you're, you're, you're an actor. We know this. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a fucking goddamn actor, okay? You're like, a great actor. You've okay, made some, you you've so made some <laughs> great projects. You've been in film. You've been in TV. Have you been in something <laughs> awful? Yeah. Tell me about the worst thing you've ever so, been in. Oh... I feel bad because I'm friends with a lot of the people. I've been in a lot of bad things. Just maybe what it name felt names. like. Just don't name names. Just say what <laughs> it was, felt like. Look, I've done a lot of student films. Yes. This feels um, like a student film. It kind of does. It does, yeah. And I and it was like I did one which was in, set in purgatory and I was a girl <laughs> that was... <laughs> That's such a classic student film. Yeah, I was premise. stuck in... It was out in the middle of the Californian desert in Onza Borrego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was just painful. <laughs> and you... the guy wanted me to do 20 takes. Uh, so real. I did it because I was like, I'll commit. Yeah. And it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, we'll, we will most, share it on the page, guys. Most of the time, my hair's in my face. I had a very Mike in this film problem uh, where mm. I was like, why didn't anyone tell me? I was acting my heart out. Yeah. Just so serious and so mm. many emotions. But my hair's in my face. So you can't see it. You can't see anything. I just <laughs> oh look like Cousin God. It crying That's, behind a sheet of hair. Mike had a lot of the problems I have with him in this film, and it's all the aesthetic problems I have with Mike. I love him as an actor. I've got a lot of aesthetic problems with him. He's got really bad hair and he wears really bad clothes. And he's, in this film, it really looks like he chose his own wardrobe because I've complained about a hundred times on this podcast that Mike has really short arms and all his shirts hang too far past his wrist. He's got these tiny little fingers dangling out of them. And it always looks like he's not holding things properly. He's always holding things with just his fingertips because tra- the rest of his hand is trapped up in his sleeve. And there were a few times where I got teased that he was showing his whole wrist and his whole arm. And I was like, great, someone's there. They're fixing them up. And then nah, the next scene, the bloody sleeve goes all the way back down. And he's got that terrible bowl haircut. He's got the worst hair. Yeah. Everyone had the worst hair in this film. Oh, man. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone had like, bad hair. They had, their hair was cut like it was to look like a wig. 
Mm. All of them had wings oh on. Oh my god! You can't put that on Mike. He did not choose his own wardrobe <laughs> for this movie. Apparently, he went method, and he was like, "I'm choosing <laughs> my own." He only wore one jacket. Yeah, it was this big leather jacket. Yeah, and like the kind of like you were saying, it reminds you of theater nerds or drama. Yeah, nerds or it reminds me of the type of guy who he would have bought that jacket after the Matrix came out. Yes, yes. and he'd be the type of guy that would tell you that he's in Anonymous or something. He'd be like, yeah, dude. I'm actually an Anonymous man. I'm gonna freak yeah. you out, dude. This movie came out before the Matrix. I know, isn't, isn't that, that weird? Bizarre? And it had the same uh, level of special effects as the Matrix yeah. as well. <laughs> There's some amazing special, beautiful effects. looking special oh. effects. I was in a... uh, I got convinced to do someone's Trop Fest um, attempt last year. No, this year. Yep. And uh, it was... I had a beautiful moment that reminded me of this scene. Because it was was shot outside on on location. And it started raining. And the guy had no plan for where to go as a backup. So we just crammed under a little... um, Mm -hmm. Like awning to oh, film no. this scene under an awning, and uh, it was like a tin awning as well, so you could just hear the rain on the tin, and you couldn't oh. hear any of the dialogue that we were saying. That's the best. And then to top it off, these kids, these little kids, which remind me of the kids from this movie, yep. started watching us from over their fence, and the director snapped at them to go away, and then they went away, but then they came <laughs> back and threw eggs at us. <laughs> And so it was raining. We're under this tin awning. It's me and another actor. And uh, the eggs, eggs just come out of nowhere. It's like psh, 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 all around us. And the director, who's probably never directed anything before or since, he was just some guy. He was like, where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? And then he started like running down the street and jumping, looking over people's fences. And he started yelling loudly just into the street. I know. I know it's you. I don't know where you are, but I'm going to get you. It was the best. It was the fucking best. Oh my god! And that's probably that was this year because a friend of ours, Dave Eastgate, was supposed to do it, and he pulled out, and then I did it, and then I was like, "Why was Dave ever going to do this? This is the worst thing ever. Terrible." Wait, is it being submitted? It got submitted. It did not make the cut. I'm so sorry, (laughs) Cameron. I'm so sorry to hear that. Hey, look, it was a great half day. It was, it was a great half day. It was a great half Wow. Day. Actually, yeah, it was great. I had my first on-screen kiss in that. Really? Grazos? Yeah. yeah, it was great. Let's step through this movie a little <laughs> bit because this is a plotless film. I think we'll try and... It has a it has a lot of plots. Yeah, too many plots, a lot of flab. Much like Alfred Molina's face in this movie, <laughs> it's a lot of flab. Um, I reckon Alfred Molina doesn't have any bones in his head in well, this that's, movie. Well, this is incredible incredible yes. that Alfred Molina is in this movie. Yes. Great yeah. actor. Brendan Fricker, Oscar winner. Great yes. actor. Mike Myers, Fabulous one of the actor. great stars of our time. Yes. Mm. What the fuck happened to this movie? How did it go so wrong? How did it have such little personality? This is the kids. I blame mm. the three... I'm a kid! I'm a kid in this movie! I want my meteor! I've got... My mum died of AIDS. I'll burn your house down. (laughs) (laughs) I'll burn it. I'll burn it down, I will. This is the movie that will make you, for the first time ever, not root for a bunch of orphans. Yeah. Where you're just, like, against them. It's like, I hope some bad shit happens to you. I know your parents died of AIDS, but I hope some bad shit happens to you. So the movie starts with a kid being beaten up. Now, in any family movie, the kid that gets beaten up in the opening scene is the hero kid of the film. Well, I think he starts getting beat up, and then he turns the tables because he's a much larger boy. 
He really just he really hurts this kid. And then he's got a bleeding finger from getting hit. Or he got he got punched in the head, so there's blood on him. And he tries to feed the the bully his blood. Now is that because he was born with HIV? I think it's because his parents had HIV, and it's during the time of ignorance, 1998, when people don't know why. So AIDS kids is. are like, he's he's. Move is to just like hold his blood out to other kids and go. I'll give you HIV. Basically, I th- he didn't say that, we but it's implied. That later we, on. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like it wasn't really. Look, it was hard to understand. Everyone's accents were very mm-hmm. thick in yep. the film, so it's hard to know what's going on. Yeah, but so we just making we're making up. We assume stories. that's yeah. what it was. We, There's I, a lot of assumptions. I we feel. definitely did a lot of work watching this movie. We had to create yeah. plot. We had to create. Mm. Uh, I did some dialogue. admin. I just yeah. did some yeah. of my yeah. emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to pasty. Yeah. Laura and I would just scream every now and then just to try and just feel something, just to reignite the fire within us. Or we'd get excited when music started and go, "Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. Something's going to happen. Kick here we in. go. Now it nut. Nut." And there's so many scenes where it's that problem where in in film they teach you you should just know this. I don't. No one needs to teach you. It's like you don't. You start a scene like two minutes in, and you end it two minutes early. But every scene in this film begins with someone opening the door, walking in. <laughs> hey, how are you? Great to see you. Oh, then they have a conversation. It's like, well, anyway, I'm off. Anyway, this is why I'm here. Then the scene happens. Yeah. And then the person goes, "All right, I better go," and leaves. And then there's another six minutes. Of just Brenda Fricker pacing around her living room or like or starting making, to do the dishes or some shit. Getting the alcohol out of the cupboard It's and just so sluggish. Every And it goes for fucking two hours and ten minutes. No, it goes for one hour. I'm saying two hours minutes. and ten. It I goes swear for to God. a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes I have nightmares that I'm still watching this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night and it's still going on. <laughs> So, okay, we should we, we yeah, try okay. to step through the plot. Okay, yeah. so what So he gets what is it, it, the media lands in their backyard. First of all, there's three orphans. Yes. Their parents died of drugs. They or look AIDS. in the stars and they go, there, they're, they're the parents. Our Mom parents live on there. the moon or some shit. And then we meet Mike. Mike was a friend of their parents yes. who got them into drugs. He was basically the serious black of this family. Yeah. Right. And the main. the eldest kid blames him for the parents' death. So yes. every time he comes through the door, he's like, what is he doing here? Yeah. Oh, that was English. What's he doing here? What's he doing here? The main orphan. Fuck off, burn your house. <laughs> <laughs> we don't listen. Irish people are beautiful and the accent is a beautiful accent, but this little shit... <laughs> yeah. just a, he, there's, there's these three little turds Yeah And <laughs> they are a blight on a beautiful oh, country They really, really make this movie so hard to watch St. Patrick should have kicked them out of the country <laughs> Along with the snakes These little turds These little turd so, snakes the, <laughs> so the main kid The main kid I, I don't know how to describe him He's just there He's the protagonist of this film He's the worst He's a real turd oh. And then the two other little kids His brother and sister they're superfluous to this movie. They're not. They just serve no purpose. He should have just. All been they a, do is tag along. Just an orphan, like a only child orphan. Maybe yeah. would have cared for him more. Yeah, exactly. And he tried to. At one point, he tried to run away from them, and they followed him. And he got angry, and he was like, "I'm sick of you." And he and the girl was like, "I'm sick of you too." So I don't know what their purpose was. <laughs> they they neither of them wanted to be together. Yeah, it was very confusing. I. Okay, so, so the, the orphans live with their grandmother, Brenda Fricker. Mike Myers, who's the drug-dealing ex-friend of their dead parents, mm. pops in every now and then to help pay the bills. Yes. Great. Little kitchen he, sink drama, fine. Yes. We're five minutes in. 
Then meteor, what happens? Meteor lands. Mm-hmm. A meteor Very exciting. crashes. Very exciting. And this is all off screen, by the way. Yeah, we just see course. a camera shake and a blue light flash. Yeah. And yeah. a meteor crash lands in their backyard. It looks like a giant turd. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they cut to the sky, it is the uh, screen of a computer. It is, yeah. a, is a Windows 95 yeah. It looks like the first saver. like three episodes of the X-Files, whenever they look up at the sky and it's yeah. just like shitty graphics. Or like the yeah. opening of um, Third Rock from the Sun. Just like... Bad, deliberately cheesy, but not, you know, it's really bad. Okay, so media lands, it's it's a sensation. The mm-hmm. media are all talking about it. Yeah, the, me- the me- media. media. The media. I did think it was called Pete's Media <laughs> and was a bit disappointed when yeah. it was a media. It wasn't about the birth of um, printing press. Yeah. yeah. That's disappointing. And so then... Pete's blog. <laughs> <laughs> I would have watched that. So then um, they, the police come. They're like, all right, we, this media is a problem or some shit. And then the next day, the kids are like selling um, tickets, uh, tickets to, to come see the media. Listen, the, the neighborhood are just... The, they're inexplicably furious at this media. They think yeah. it's like... It's almost like a, a metaphor for like a bad element moving into town. Mm. Yeah. Like they're like, we don't want it here. We don't think that there should be a meteor in this neighborhood. Okay, Mr. Something. Neeson. <laughs> and then, so they, they, they all hate this meteor and they blame the family. I can't even remember their name. Do they have a surname? Fricker. Yeah, we'll just call them the Frickers. So they, they blame them. And then uh, Alfred Molina comes and collects the meteor, and he's in a relationship with this woman called Caramel. Oh, and God. she's. <laughs> See, all so this shit anxious. that I've forgotten. I'm yet. so anxious. It's even like, I feel like I'm living it again. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre because everything, every scene in this movie happens maybe three or four times. Like yeah. they go, they just keep repeating it. Like they keep on heading back to the scientist's home, which is very beautiful. He's got a lovely rich home. And um, then they go back to their house. Things suck there. He comes back to them, makes them feel happy. He's and then... talking to the meteor at some, some point. The kids oh. want the meteor back. He starts bringing them toys, pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Anything but the meteor. Yes. And they're like, we want our meteor. <laughs> we want the meteor back. <laughs> Why would you give us our they, meteor? Is that, is that Shrek? Yeah. Why would you give us our meteor, please? <laughs> it's Mexican. Oh, is it? But... I thought it was really good. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> please, senor, give us our meteor, please. Please, please. <laughs> and so he just refuses to give them the meteor. His relationship gets tangled up in their lives. Way too much. So yeah. uncomfortable. Imagine just being like this this he's... great rich scientist in this town who probably brings a lot of like economy there because he's <laughs> he's got a wonderful home and they look like the university he works at looks quite good. He's got a lot of children in his uh, adults adult learners <laughs> in his class. And then he, he he just his life gets swept up with this you know, this very sad poor family. Just the scum. Really the poverty scum of Dublin. Family. And he keeps so, taking them for drives. Yes. And they get too swept up. His relationship falls apart because he can't tell his he can't propose to his his um his caramel. Or, or... Okay, uh, uh, caramel. Uh, this is where I started <laughs> to really freak out because this is around the point where we looked and realized there was still an hour left of this yes. movie and it had already been going for an hour. And uh, and I kind of, that's when it dawned on me. And I said it to you guys. It's almost as if they were they pitched it as a TV show mm. and it was going to be like a kind of Twin Peaks sort of show where you 
slowly meet everybody in this town and something magical has happened and yes. it, it draws everybody in in some way. They shot enough for two episodes. Mm-hmm. They'd planned on killing off Mike Myers at the end of the first one. He was going to draw viewers in. Yep. Then Melina was going to take over as the lead. Mm-hmm. And then they funding got pulled and they were like, what are we going to do? We've shot all this footage. Quick, someone assemble it. Just in whatever order you Frankenstein want, the doesn't shit matter. Out of yeah. it. <laughs> doesn't matter. And then we'll just put it out as a movie. That's kind of what it feels mm. like. It's, it does. All these characters come in. They have no fucking they, arc. They leave for a while, like yep. for a section of the film. Mike Myers wasn't even in it. Yeah, he's gone for twenty minutes for a very long time. And I think that that definitely does have that TV feel because it's that it's it feels like. Because I, like I said, every scene repeats itself three or four times. It's like they're like, oh, people are going to forget what happened. People are going to yeah. come back from They've the grave. They've got to remind them of everything. their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Um, let's skip ahead a little bit. It gets boring. And then there's a scene where they go to the observatory with Alfred Molina. The I kids think he's been dumped. The kids, the, kids, the little yeah. turdy kids. And he's like, hey, come look at this humongous... And what the fuck are they doing there with Alfred Molina? Yes. They're like Just this because- random man. The grand wants him to take them for rides because she wants to just drink in private. Oh my god! Everything uh, uh. that we're saying about this movie sounds insane. Like it sounds <laughs> yeah. like we've made up the worst movie because we're like, oh, these guys don't. If you're listening, like, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, this was describing the movie very accurately. Uh, it's yeah. not even so bad. It's good, is it? It's just like, no, it's like just... I would never in a million years watch this movie again yes <laughs> like everything about it the grimy fucking suburb they live in made me angry like, it's it, slow it's so it's, slow it, it made me <sighs> anxious okay so this is the point where we all actually sat up and paid attention where they get to the observatory with alfred molina and he has basically the hubble telescope and he's like look i'll show you the stars mm-hmm and they all take turns looking through the telescope. And what do they see, guys? Laura, what do they see? Um, uh, they see the galaxy. Okay. Yep. They That's see, fair uh, enough. They see a satellite up close. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. An astronaut that has been detached <laughs> and it's yeah. a dead just, body. Just, just floating. Just floating. They, they found George Clooney from Gravity. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, then some star come. There's some yep. of that in the background. That's right. Some stars jizz. <laughs> Go right around a planet. <laughs> yeah, somehow the telescope goes, zooms around zooms, a planet. It starts <laughs> moving through a planet. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a scene where they get too close to a satellite and it disappears because they just yeah. went through it. <laughs> <laughs> then there's like an orgasmic star explosion. Sure, and sure. And out of that, their parents... Fred Harmison. <laughs> so they're probably Bill Hader. Hader. Or Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Come out. Don't say anything. They Why just, bother? They, they wave. Just wave. Them, wave. And then. And they're like, they're angels, I guess, but they're in space. And, and they're then, just floating in space. Then they disappear. They get off. They. None of the kids mention it. No, the little kid goes, You saw them, didn't you? And everyone turns around and walks out of the room, but we stay there while they walk out. Basically. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. So the last one leaves. <laughs> Do not cut early. And then probably Alfred Molina realizes he's forgotten something in the room, walks back in, <laughs> looks around for it for a bit, finds it, <laughs> and then leaves the room. <laughs> it was nuts. The pacing was nuts. Yes. Uh, every, yeah, no one ever painful. mentions that they just saw their dead parents. Even Molina's like, yep. You guys, I'm going to show you something special. And then he never mentions it ever again. Yeah. It feels like they added that way later, right? Yeah. Like, he to was just like, point. I'll show you the stars. No one ever acknowledges any of the kooky shit that goes on in this world. Like, Mike Myers, that football that he kicked is just like, well, another day in Dublin. And then <laughs> before that, like, seconds before another that, another day in another ex- Dublin. A car explodes when he walks yeah, past one. For no reason. That's just before the meteor. And it wasn't like, oh, this is. It's not like an insensitive thing where it's like Ireland, you know, car bombs happen. It's really sad. The car was already blown up at the time. Like it was already a destroyed car and then it ignited in flames and he just walked past it. I think it was a metaphor. Now, guys, Mike Myers plays a character called Pete. Yeah. The film is called Pete's Media. <laughs> Pete never sees the media. From, I think he's here for one he second. He sees it at the start. You would right. assume by the title that it's it, he takes ownership of it. Yeah. He decides mm. to get the media back for the children to... Mm maybe sell it to make some money for them. I think he has one moment with it where he looks at it and then he looks confused and then never sees it again. Doesn't and mention his it. His story has nothing to do with the media. Mm. Um, the lamestream media, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, we do find out why it is called Pete's Meteor. Uh, you may have heard one of my things that I wanted from this movie was a gifable moment. Got a couple of those. Probably will never go to the effort of watching this movie again <laughs> to find them. But then I also wanted to see Mike Myers die because I've never seen him die in a film before mm-hmm. and I want to see what that would be like and if it would test me at all, if it, how I would feel seeing my mm-hmm. hero perish on screen. And we see him die in this movie. He gets shot in the head by accident. <laughs> There's these criminals after them. They go, they go running up into the mountains after he's been in hiding for a long time. And then... As the gangsters are shooting at him and the young boy who their their parents from up in the heavens strike like a mighty god Zeus, strike lightning at the gangsters, and then one of the gangsters accidentally shoots Mike in the head. So the parents fuck it up. Like the it's... No, the parents want him dead. Yeah, I reckon because it was quite yeah. a bad it was a burden <clears throat> upon their life. But he loved them and he didn't he fuck the mum? Isn't that the whole thing? He said that I could have been your father, but she was always in love with your father. Oh, I thought he said I might be your dad. I yeah. might be your dad. <laughs> I'm Mike Myers. <laughs> 
He said I'm Mike Myers at one point. Because I think that in the past, <laughs> if they went to a flashback, he would have said to his mum, do I make you horny, baby? And she would say, no, And thank then he'd you. say, I respectfully bow out. <laughs> thank you. I all uh, I care Actually, about- you're wrong. First, he would have said, do I make you horny, yep. baby? She would have said no. Then he would have said, do I make you Randy? Randy, baby. And she would have said no again. And then he would have said, as you were. <laughs> And he would have left the room. He would have about face walk out of her <laughs> life and then remain friends with her. Yeah. Which is how... That's respectful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Always ask. Um, Active consent is p- important. So when you're with your lover, continue asking them, <laughs> does this make you horny baby throughout? Yeah. I think that's a really positive message. <laughs> that's come from this film. Yes. Yeah. And something that we imagined to be in this film. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, Mike dies. How did that make you feel? Um, made me feel neutral, made me feel... I still felt <laughs> bored. I still felt really bored because the bullet hole didn't look real. The bullet hole looked like they just dabbed some blood on him. Yeah. Actually, I think it was uh, tomato sauce from catering. <laughs> it did look very They decided saucy. on the day. Yeah. They are like, oh, nothing's happened. Should we kill him? We should just kill him, yeah. right? Let's yeah. give him a little squirt of the sauce bottle. Yeah. A fair shake of the sauce <laughs> bottle, mate. Um, I reckon they probably shot it twice. Once where he lives, once where he dies, just for fun. Like, yeah. that was their goofy take. Oh, this... Like, and- alright, we've got it. Let's just do one for fun. I would love to see the bloopers. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, I've got a, I've got a fun bit of trivia for you that yep. I found on the uh, IMDb, it, which, is, uh, which is short for Internet Movie Database. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only one bit of trivia on this film. Okay. And it ties into your... You want to see some bloopers because that'd be fun. Okay. You yeah. want to see some fun stuff going on behind the scenes. They're goofing uh, around, yeah. dropping in and out of accents, doing some muckabouts on God, set. I'd love to have fun again, guys. Oh, yeah. God, I'd, I'd love what to. What is that? So, <laughs> according to an interview with Mike Myers on The Daily Show in 1996, he worked with a dialect coach to learn a general Irish accent instead of the specific Dublin accent. When he did his first scene with Dubliner Ian Costello, who's the little kid, yeah, Costello hated Myers' accent so much that he chased him off set. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest stars him. in the world. He, he, this little kid chased Mike Myers <laughs> off set. And then filming had to be delayed a week for Mike to learn the Dublin accent. Stop. Because the little kid refused to do it. He's like, I can't, I can't fucking do it. As if you want to recast the kid at that point. It's not like <laughs> yeah. they discovered I... this magical actor. <laughs> this kid's a freaking little turd monger. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have a reason to hate this kid now. Yeah. yeah. Show I mean, some respect to your there elders. Is, yeah. There is some word out there on the internet that Mike Myers is renowned for being a little bit precious. On his sets, mm. just this week, in fact, uh, I think it was Amy Hill uh, talked to the AV Club about her experience working on A Cat in the Hat, yep. and she described working with Mike Myers as... She described him as a diva. That's yes. her words. She said that he had tents up everywhere so that he wouldn't have to interact with crew or extras. Like from his trailer onwards, like, like an ET. Tent, like a tent channel. Oh, yeah. that yeah. is the best. Running from trailer to set so he would never have to interact with anybody. He had his own, he had a chocolate handler who would mm-hmm. stand by with a Tupperware of chocolates in case Mike's sugar started to drop. Yeah. Oh, that he's, would he's, be great. Um, and... Okay, that these are all th- good things. Yeah, we've, know we've heard the these stories is. about Mike before, but I think this kid may just be a bigger diva yes. than Mike. And yeah. he pushed him to it. I reckon this is Mike's like, right, I can't talk to anyone else. I just need to be by me, and that's all. And I reckon this kid's what part of the problem. And also, I'm going to stick up for Mike. 
Kanaha was a really bad experience for the guy. Yeah. He only was he was forced to do it by the bloody studio because he he they wanted him to make a Sprockets movie about Dita, the SNL character, and he didn't feel it was up to snuff, so he turned it down. He's like, I'm I can't do this. Contractually he was obliged to do Because he'd been Hat. paid as well. They yeah. paid him development money. Look, we know a lot about maybe too much. Yeah, about that's it. a lot. He, mm. So he was he was obliged to do this movie. He didn't want to make it. He's wearing the worst makeup in history in this movie. <laughs> that kind of hat face really fucks me up when I see it. <laughs> It'll fuck up my day because it really upsets me. Same with the Grinch who stole Christmas. Ugly makeup. Let me ask you a question. Would you have felt any differently if Mike died in one of his other roles? Um, yeah, like, like if, if Austin Powers if Austin got Austin dies. Oh. <laughs> if Austin Powers got killed, I'd feel real sad. Okay, what about if the cat in the hat got killed? Um, well, he'd just come back. He's got nine lives, mate, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would probably feel happier if the cat in the hat died. But you felt nothing, like, literally no nothing. emotion. Because I, I was spent by the end of this movie. This mm. movie kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it made... There's a... I keep talking about how I felt sick in this movie, and that's not an exaggeration, because there's all these scenes in the film, and I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why, where the camera is definitely on sticks, and it just kind of has this wobbling, waving effect, where it just looks like it it's keeps drifting. tilting from side to side and drifting, and it, it gives you the effect of seasickness. It's like it's on one of those Unipod things that only yes. exist now. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like on a pogo or something. It was so bad that when they were in the telescope, it looked like they were on a boat. It did, didn't it? On the yeah. sea. Like yeah. they, maybe they, maybe that's the secret. They filmed this in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> could, no one would fund it. The camera, the camera guy was just drunk. Yeah, it's the just only dead. way they could get those children on set for longer than the four hours that they're allowed to be on set. So they went, no, we'll do it out in the ocean. We've got to break the law for this We've one. Break yeah. the law. It's the only way Mike will work. Um, yeah, there's also only three message boards on IMDb about mm-hmm. this, and they're all just very negative. One of them that has nine responses is awful. One of the worst movies ever. And then there's nine responses, the bottom one of which is, actually, it was a good movie. You just need to have a little bit of imagination. Yeah, because that's, that's probably someone who has a very rich <laughs> imagination, and they were able to like connect all the dots together or and create their own movie. Or just imagine a different movie. Yeah. Or that was the kid. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who played the kid there Ian was Costello On Rotten Tomatoes There's no reviews on here There's like no full clickable reviews There's one from filmcritic.com Christopher Null And it doesn't You can't click on it It's just a headline And it just says It's the question of Why should we care about this kid That makes this meteor So tough to sit through And then there's one user review Where this person Katie Jones Gave the film two stars And she says Okay I'm a huge Mike Myers fan, so I bought the movie without hesitation. Bad mistake. I really don't like this movie, but sometimes on a rainy day, I just feel the urge to watch it. <laughs> Probably because there's nothing else to watch. Sad face. Listen, Katie, there's plenty of other things to watch. You can buy other DVDs. <laughs> if you bought this one, you can buy others. <laughs> she doesn't understand how the She's internet like, works. She's like, no, you're only allowed one at a time. It's like prison, That's one call. That's it. That's <laughs> what I was told. I, I understand that. I understand that review. It, to me, that's the perfect review for this film because that's why we watch it because we're huge Mike Myers fans. Yeah. And then I can feel this movie. I bought this movie on iTunes as well. Mm. And I can feel like 
I'm going to have the urge, like when I'm feeling real low, like this is going to be a thing that I'm going to gravitate to. I'm just going to feel it in me. That's so great that your rock bottom is watching this movie again. Yes. It's so bad. It really upset me how bad this movie was. Uh, let me think. I What did I get out of this movie? I think maybe before we watched it, I said I wanted to see him turn to drugs again or have like a Dark Knight of the Soul where he he is tempted by drugs. <sighs> Guess what? That didn't happen at yeah. all. I, I can't tell you what Pete's arc was in this movie. He's just there and then he gets shot in the head. He's He's kind of nervous and then his girlfriend gets shot in the head right next to him by Daft Punk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he's like scared <laughs> that he yeah. goes, and then he jumps at every noise. Yeah, for a couple of scenes. There's one real great goofball <laughs> moment where the yeah. kid has made him dinner on a tray and he hands it to him, but then Mike thinks he hears something outside and he flips the tray. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few moments where he gets shocked by things, and it's pure Mike Myers. Yeah, like there's yeah. there's a scene where he's running away from the the gangsters at the end of the movie and the kid sneaks up on him and he points the gun at the kid and straight out of Austin Powers. He's like, huh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he makes that close. Huh! That Mike noise. Oh, we didn't say why the media is called Pete's Media because after oh. he gets killed, they're like, the Alfred Molina brings the media back to their backyard and then they're like, what should we call this meteor? And I don't understand why I have to call a meteor or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a fucking rock. It's just That's a rock so in your true. backyard. That's the biggest logic floor. <laughs> like, what are we going to name it? Like, that's a grand yeah. tradition of naming rocks. And, you know, and then they're just like, I think we'll call it Pete. And like, yeah, yeah, good name. We'll call it Pete's Meteor. And everyone goes, yes, let's, we agree. And then the neighbors come back these and neighbors they say... We have, different neighbors. We've we never met these neighbors. <laughs> There's a guy that go, looks... Either the media goes or you guys do. <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess we're all going to Mars. I think... And they just walk out. That yeah. was the line? Yeah, she said, I guess we're all going to Mars. I think I stood up and walked away at that yeah. point. And the the neighbours that come in, they look they literally look like the, <laughs> the flipped up the flipped up tickets of a guess who board. Yeah. Like the, the main leader is a a guy who's completely bald, has one of the biggest beards in history, <laughs> and these little pouty lips are poking through it. It's just seriously all of them just look like guess who, just pointing out which one it isn't. Yeah, it's the it's the worst casting I've ever seen in my life. Now listen, guys. Why were we so confused by this movie? Because there was nothing about it on the internet. Yes. And that is that is the greatest crime of all. Yes. I think everyone needs to know about this movie. It's it's gobsmacking to me that this has disappeared. Has it been wiped by Mike? Truly. Has it's... Mike decided we've got to I want all traces of this gone? How come there's no reviews? Why are there no articles about it? Why are there no think pieces? Why aren't people talking about how fucking... What do you want me to say? Bizarre I've got nothing is? to say to you. I need yeah. to know why Why no one's talking about it. Because it's shit. That's sad. <laughs> That's like the saddest thing of all. Like, you know, people hate things mm. or love it. At least they're talking about it. Yeah. This has just disappeared. There's yeah. no opinion. And this director made nothing else after this. And it's bizarre to me that this movie is available on iTunes. Like how... It's... For the little amount of information that is out there, it's bizarre to me that I can just I have a pure access to this film. That's the th- weird thing about the internet is that this probably it got wiped. You know, probably would have been released, made fuck all money, and then just disappeared for a long time. 
for like 10 years, mm-hmm. this movie would have gone unseen. Mm. And then a year ago, two years ago, someone would have gone, hey, we might be able to make a little bit of money off this yeah. if we put it up on iTunes because people will buy it for the mic factor. Yes, how it, much did it cost you? Uh, it cost me like 13 bucks. Oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. What? You paid $13 I for this. I think so. Oh, my God. Guys, don't make me feel bad. Were there rent options? Could yeah, you... there was a rent option, okay? But I bought it a few <laughs> weeks ago because I didn't know when we'd get the chance to do this episode. Oh, wow. And, guys, please don't lay into me on this one. I can't handle it. That's so... like Not today, like, guys. Like, that's not money. Yeah. But it's... It is a lot for this movie. This is, like, one of those purchases where I feel guilty about it. Like, yeah. I feel... Bit... When you go... In a few years, if you're ever in troubles financially... Yeah. You will remember buying this. <laughs> yeah. You'll remember the $13 you spent. Well, at least I can watch when it. When you go to buy groceries and, and there's no money on your card, you'll remember the $13. Yeah. Oh, I feel you know how that happens I sometimes. really feel like I'm having an anxiety attack. <laughs> I, really, I really resent what you've just done to me. I can't believe you've done that to me just now. I really, that's a really horrendous thing to do to one of your best friends. And that's so mean that you would put me in that position. I'm just saying it because I'm, I'm a little bit older than you and I've been in that position where yeah. I've gone to buy remember? food and I remember buying like Limb Biscuit's significant other <laughs> and I can't afford the food. And then I just remember that CD and, and then I go, why the fuck? I could have saved myself $24 and I would have been able to eat today. I'm, this is really so. This makes me feel so upset. This podcast, I really, this podcast is really ruining me because we've spent too much money on it. I spent ninety dollars on the hats that we're wearing, <laughs> and now I spent thirteen dollars buying this movie. We spent a lot of money putting our artwork together. We're like, yeah, it'd be so funny if we spend all this money putting this dumb podcast together. Now I'm feeling really upset by it. And I don't you're know. spending all the money. Yes, it's all me. Oh come on, I put nah, it. You put it as well, but it's. Um, um, I'm feeling it, and I'm. This is. I really am having a really. I feel really low. Like I feel like I'm gonna cry in the next few days. Like maybe not today, but something's gonna set me off. Where I just feel too many emotions. I feel like I feel really. You know it. what I think it is? You're hurt by Mike. I think so. I don't think you can't. I know you're upset by the things that I've just said. Yeah. But you're lashing out at me because I'm here. If Mike was here. Mm, yeah, I'm shooting the messenger, hey. You really are. Oh, boy. He's the guy who let you down with this movie. I actually. This is all true. I feel shaky. And also. <laughs> <laughs> this is two weeks in a row where you've been disappointed by a Mike Myers movie as well. Oh, uh, 54 was all right now. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I love 54 now after seeing this movie. I'm going to go back and revisit it. At for least sure. Mike was like alive in that movie, you know? Yeah, exactly. At least on screen, there was a twinkle in his eyes. He was present. He was yes. interacting with things in a real way. In this movie, he doesn't know what to, his accent changes. I think it stays really good when he's with the kid for the most part. But I think he because must have Because the kid chased him. Yeah, he yeah, feels, he's it, nervous. Now, that's every, why he's nervous in every scene with the kid. Every <laughs> scene that. where the kid tries to attack Mike Myers, this is a little known fact, that was... That was just B-roll. That was... Oh. <laughs> that just was... Before real. we close up, one of the th- other things that really upset me in this film on a filmmaker's level is that every... Uh, there was a few times where I'd be like, oh, that shot's all right. And it was just because it was a regular coverage of like... <laughs> yeah. Regular coverage of a dialogue scene. Wasn't in the top corner of the room. Yeah. 
so they could get everything in the room, oh. like some security cameras. Oh my god! Because so, all the rooms were too small. Like we can't fit the crew and the actors in here. We got to choose one. All right, we'll put the camera in. Press play. You guys start when you're ready. And then the other thing that really upset me was every conversation was either shot in one shot that was a bad shot behind someone's head, or they do coverage of POVs where it'd be a point of view of one, of the little boy looking up at Alfred Molina or Mike Myers and they look terrible because it's, their head is at the wrong angle or them looking down at the kid and the kid looks like one foot tall with the worst haircut his haircut is like a little fringe it looks like he's in prison it's got these little bars hanging down his face <laughs> see you've already done more work in Figuring out the symbolism of his haircut yeah. than anyone else did. You know what's strange about this? This this film has pretty good pedigree behind the camera. Uh, be, like even just in pre-production, it's produced. Two of the producers on this film produced Boogie Nights with Alfred uh, Molina. Well, yeah, with Alfred Molina. That's probably the connection there. That's probably how they got him. Mm. And then uh, the the cinematographer is a Canadian cinematographer who is decorated. He won awards. For what? Um, a movie called Exotica and another one called The Sweet Hereafter, both in the Oh, 90s. my God, Sweet Hereafter. That's um, Adam McGoyan. Yeah, that's the one. Great movie. Yeah, and that's that's the cinematographer of this film. And you can't see it, can you? It looks yes. like it looks like Bally Kiss Angel. Like it looks like an Irish TV show from the nineties. It looks like they used all the shots. Like he accidentally had the camera on when he was setting up, mm. and yeah, they just yeah. used those shots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he pressed record when he wasn't meant to. He's like, oh shit, shit, and this, shit. And I feel gone, like they edited right. it in camera. They shot in sequence. Yeah. They edited in camera because they couldn't afford the tail end of the movie. Yeah. It really does. It's They're like, look, guys, we can't afford an editor. So when I say stop. <laughs> I'm actually stopping the camera and you need to stop. Okay. And anything that goes on before or since is left in. That's so true. Because then we cut to like other scenes. There's like silence and then they start talking again. <laughs> this movie was edited in camera for sure. It's, so real, it's a real bummer. It really bums me out because this director, Joe O'Byrne, uh, he's a playwright and a director of theatre, which is, which is great. That's awesome. Um, but I found this little article about him on, online and it says at the end of it, you know, that he's a skillful and imaginative translator of literary drama for the stage. And maybe he is. That's great. And mm, then it says, upcoming works. He's working on a stage adaptation of The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Love um, that. A translation of Bertolt Brecht's Mother Courage. Love Both Mother Courage. Like they yeah. sound like great projects. And then it says, his forthcoming film projects include directing his original screenplay, The Rocky Road, in the summer of 2001. And then when you look on his IMDb... His last credit was Pete's Media in 1998. That's such a bummer. Doesn't that bum you out? Yeah. I guess he's working it in theatre. makes me anxious mm. about my But that's going to be you? Yeah. <laughs> Cameron, what are you doing it to us? Be. I We're, don't... You're good friends. You're making me and Laura feel sick. Look, this is an Irish tragedy and we need to feel that. That's what they want us to feel. I'm trying to make us... Feel the emotions that we didn't get during the film. I thought maybe when I got you to look up what the little kid had done and he hasn't done anything since, <laughs> no. that stresses me out. I hate that game. <laughs> but there are some some beautiful actors in this film. Um, in, the one that really stuck out to all of us was uh, Devla Kerwin, who played Caramel or Carmel. Uh, she's a great actor and she's worked consistently in television and film ever since. Mm. In a lot of great stuff. I think she... Because I think it's because she was the only one that didn't have any kind of mainstream pedigree behind her. I call it yeah. lamestream pedigree. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Me, yeah. Just the claws are out. And also the cop. 
the cop, John Kavanagh, he's been in a lot of great films, including Braveheart, The Black Dahlia, Alexander. Okay. Um, I like that you said show, a lot of great Viking, films, including I mean, I included Alexander. <laughs> Alexander and the Black, and the Black Dahlia. Dahlia. Yeah, Two famous critical bombs. <laughs> he's in Vikings. I mean, come on. He's okay. in Jack Taylor. All right, enough. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so sorry, guys. Yeah. Laura, I'm so sorry that we it's made you right. watch this movie. Did you have fun hanging out with us at least? Yeah, it was fun. I got anxious when Cameron started pacing. <laughs> I was so angry. I was inexplicably angry that we, there was still an hour to go. At one point, you had easy fit and went, I'm moving my washing. <laughs> That's I my went favorite and moved bit. my washing <laughs> to a different spot. I was just no, gobsmacked. Was, this it, movie gobsmacked me by how long it was and how nothing happened. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. I, I started tell you thinking what it's about, about packing. I got to pack tonight, and that's yeah. all I was thinking. You were about. organizing your luggage in your head during this. I was. I was like, "What should I take?" This is your <laughs> last memory of Australia. <laughs> I'm not going to come back. <laughs> I. You should move to Dublin. Mm, I used to want to actually. Yeah. Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a war zone, except for the scientist's house. His house oh, was his house sweet. Was it was beautiful. Anyway, we'll just move to that house. It doesn't exist. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Nothing's real. Oh, guys, this... I'm really sorry if we've brought... Unlocked someone's depression by listening to this <laughs> podcast and how we've been feeling. But also, Listen, Billy Gaff... You need to feel a, a breadth of emotions in mm-hmm. life. And that's what Mike was trying to do. He was trying to show the world that he's not just Austin. He's not just Wayne. Yep. He can mm. be a deeper actor that can feel sadness. Now... He failed. Yeah. And that's but another lesson. it's made us feel sad. Yeah. And in a way, that's a success. Exactly. I think this was that point in time where he's trying to become a dramatic actor, broaden his horizons. He did a great job in 54. Laura, in, that, have you, you seen 54? No. There's a scene in 54 where Mike Myers is on Quaaludes and he's dribbling and he grabs a young man by the waist and says, please let me suck your cock. And it's Great. Great acting. It's great acting. Really? Yeah. And I okay. would, and at the time I went, this is a bit much. But in comparison to this, that was... He should have won the Oscar. He should have <laughs> won the Best Supporting Actor. I think that's because where, where we're sitting right now, we're just going to... We're talking about Which Mike. Which is in my kitchen. Yeah, sitting in, in Cameron's kitchen. But in that film, Mike is used really well. They're using his on-screen persona of a... A guy who loves to live in gluttony. This a horny guy. Yeah, a horny guy that a lives hedonist. in gluttony. A very hedonistic guy who just loves it. And it, it gives him life and he brings life to the party as well. And that was clever casting because it's also a very performative character. A character that wears a mask that hides his true self and... Uh, and puts a performative self out there. And that's what Mike's most successful characters are. In this film, that's none of that exists. There's nothing, there's no point for Mike Myers to be cast in this film. There's no. nothing, there's no reason for it. He's, there's nothing that he can bring as a performer to this film. None of his, his normal stable of uh, technique and charm is not, it doesn't work for this film at all. There's no. nothing to that character that says Mike Myers. It should have no. been James Nesbitt. Just cast James Nesbitt. He's one of the great Irish actors. Put him in everything. <laughs> this is fucked. It was. This was fucked, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm getting like more, the more I think about it, I think I need to stop thinking about it because mm. the more I think about it, that's all right. I felt like he was really trying. I felt like he was trying, 
And then I felt like he saw some of the footage and gave up yeah. <laughs> and was like, Shit. he's like, guys, can I please do some goofy shit? Can, can I, I flip the tray? Can something? I, can I jump at the thing? Can I point a gun at a kid? Okay, surely this guy's not depressed all the time. No, he's depressed yeah. no, all he the is. time. He is. And it was a real <laughs> joy sucker. Sucked and life out. Of all these movies, this is the, I think the biggest blip on Mike's career because it doesn't fit in at all. This is not part of his... He, this is this will be remain hidden from my argument that Mike is an auteur because mm. this is not there's no Mike voice here at all. Uh, and then we have to remember that he went straight from this into the Spy Who Shagged Me. Right? Yes, that's next up is Spy Who Shagged Me. So he did bounce back. Oh, look, he got to go to Ireland, <laughs> have a bit of a holiday. Yeah, probably got, got paid. To try to I do an accent, mate. Yeah. Have a go, got yelled at and chased by a kid. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know, maybe he was just sad. I think we should remake it with you as, as Pete. As Pete? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think, I think this should I think, be buried. I think we should. Like I think we are, the kids okay? Parents. I think we're doing it. I've hired a boat. We're going out to international waters. <laughs> I have to edit in camera. I'm doing it exactly as this was made. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I can play all the characters. Of course, yeah. Okay, the way great. it should have been made. Maybe it would have been a better film if Mike played all the characters. Yes, that would be make it interesting at least. <laughs> make it, we can give it a Midas touch there, you know, Micah's touch. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for your company, and thank you so much for giving us your energy and sharing. You with know, us. you're clutching at straws when you start thanking people for their company. And they're not here. <laughs> and they're not. They're not here in the room. <laughs> Guys, we really appreciate your custom here on Mike Check, the the only podcast about Mike Myers. Oh, we have to check this film. We checked it. It fucking sucks. <laughs> this movie is a turd of the highest order, and it really has unlocked a depression in me that I'm worried will not be locked back up for this a few more weeks. This movie is much like one of Fat Bastard's turds. The only thing it doesn't have in common is that it's not nutty yes. at all. This movie, I will block this movie out. Like some deep trauma from my childhood mm. <laughs> that I never want to revisit. Fair enough. Until the remake, baby. <laughs> or until it's a, happening. A rainy day and you feel the urge to chuck it back on again. I thought maybe two bucks. Or if you spent five bucks, I was going to say that's too much. 13. I mean, you should That's take, a lot. The dead giveaway should have been the number 13. Oh, no. That is the unluckiest yeah. number. I feel really bad. If it was $69, you know. I one time bought bought a uh, motorized tarantula because I was so bored. I feel less bad about that purchase now, knowing that you bought this film. This feels like when you like buy, you're feeling a little bit sad, like you're walking home from school or something. You're feeling a little bit sad, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go buy like a little chocolate or pastry to cheer myself up." And then you you spend like a bit too much money, like whatever. That's okay. It's gonna make me feel bad. And then you bite into it, and it tastes like a turd. It's stale. It's actually and you just can't eat it. It's, it's one just, of Mike Myers's shits. It's like covered the, in chocolate. It's like not when you bite into. You think it's gonna be yummy cream, but it's actually like that shortening, like that vegetable shortening, Ugh. where it gives you that pasty taste in the mouth, and it's like you just all you're doing is just getting fatter. It's not bringing you any joy, and you keep eating it because you're like, I spent money on yeah. this. <laughs> this is a six dollar turd, but this was thirteen. I should give you six dollars. No, dude. I'm gonna give you six. Let me wear this cross, dude. <laughs> you Let me love it. You love being the martyr. Oh, I feel like a real martyr. I really am, guys. Um. 
Right. Alexei is wiping his eyes. I don't know what to do. He said it was sweat you, earlier. You know I'm convinced what? it's tears. If you ever meet Mike, yep. you can say, I bought mm. Pete's Meteor. And then he'll never he'll talk sign to a you. check. I reckon he'll sign a check <laughs> he for thirteen dollars. Yeah, this was more. I God. think he'll pay you. Well, I don't know if I can meet Mike now. <laughs> yeah, you can. I feel. Yeah, you I can. feel. We're gonna get Everyone him on this podcast. Everyone makes mistakes. Okay. You know. <laughs> okay, guys. We've all made them. I really Are you feeling all right. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> Let's leave on the cliffhanger of you not knowing how you feel, and hopefully we'll get some resolution. I really think I'm never going to feel horny again, dude. Dude, don't say that. <laughs> I Have you lost your mojo, I've dude? lost my mojo, seriously. I feel really... My hormones are out of balance oh now. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, well, please tune in to the next episode of My Check. We need to find out if Alexi ever gets his mojo back. This is... <sighs> this is... I'm so distressed. Yeah. I, I'm going to make it my number one goal to get you horny. <laughs> That's all I want. Oh. All right. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Mic Check. We really appreciate you guys so much, horny babies. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this show. You've witnessed something unprecedented. Alexi has lost his mojo. He's not horny. You're not alone. I feel weird to he is, He's feeling very ungroovy right now. It's definitely not excellent. Yeah. Laura, thank you so much. We really oh, love you so much. Thanks and- for having me. <laughs> we do love you and thank you. Laura, we've, we, yeah, last time we had the great pleasure of seeing a wonderful movie that you're in, you're the star of and you produce called The Tail Job. And yeah. I think this is a great movie. There's going to be some more screenings in the country soon. Yes. Yes. I don't know the dates. Oh, um, it's online. Yeah. If you go to Fan Force and look up The Tail Job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could probably that's even go to the Tail get. Jobs Facebook page. I yeah, bet. that's yeah. probably better. <laughs> and oh, can you do the plugs? <laughs> nah, dude, you're doing great. You're the best. Thanks. <laughs> it's a great movie. I think it's one of the great Australian comedies in many years. I think it's very few Australian comedies feel like a contemporary voice in comedy, and this is the one that's done it. Oh, that's thanks. true. And I'm a real film critic, and so put me on the poster saying something like that. Okay, a picture of you on the poster with a <laughs> just of his face like, right now. Like when you buy those DVDs that have like Alan Jones' his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> So, have you got anything else coming that you'd like to plug? No. Where are you going? You're going overseas. I'm going to New York tomorrow. New York, New York? New York, New York. What's happening in New York? I am filming my first guest role on an American TV show. <gasps> yeah. Are you allowed to say which one? I don't know. And I'm so paranoid, so I probably won't. All right. Can you mouth it to me and I'll react? I can just tell you after. No, I yeah. want to react on mic. It's not one that you know. Just okay. mouth something. <gasps> Saturday Night Live. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Saturday Night Live. I wish you had told me this during the film so I could just feel proud of you if I felt in a bad moment, a moment of darkness, uh. <laughs> and just feel a light bring me back out. Hey, horny babies. Thank you so much for listening to this episode about Pete's Media. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We appreciate you hanging out with us, particularly because we went through something. We did. We had a really big experience. I've taken about five minutes since we stopped recording the podcast, and I'm already feeling a lot better Your about Your energy myself. has changed, I'm I can back. say. I don't know if my mojo's back yet, but I'm re- trying so hard. Let's find out. Come over here. Let me touch your thigh. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay, so uh, that was Pete's Media. Please give us five stars on iTunes. And in your review... 
leave us the title and concept of what you would like our next very specific actor-based podcast to be. We've had some really good ones. One of my favorite ones, I think we've already mentioned it, was Feeling Neilan. I can't get over it. Yeah. It's like the funniest thing ever. That's from our good friend Willa Rimia. So That's thank you so much, Kevin Will. Nealon. Um, we've also done uh, Carving It Up, which you guys liked. Um, we want to do more of them, so keep yeah. giving us some more suggestions. And um, you follow us on Twitter. We're at Mike Check Pod. Follow us on Facebook. We're at uh, Mike Check. Mike Check Podcast. Mike Check with Cameron James, Alexis Holiopoulos. And um, yeah, follow us on Twitter. I'm at This Is Lexi. You're at. I am Cameron James. And just honestly, thank you guys. Alexi needs your love right now. Yep. He's unhorny. His mojo is up in the air. We yes. don't know if it's back yet or not. Send him your horny vibes tonight. If you're getting laid, tweet at us with hashtag gong. Yeah, that will and- really boost me if. It's like when a fairy dies. If you all clap your hands, you'll come back to life. If you all come, you'll... Anyway. Yucko. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, guys. And we love you so much. You will make me horny again one day, babies. Thank you. <laughs> it's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.